December 19th, 1958. Hey there, beautiful people, and welcome, welcome to another episode of The, the Overflow, Overflow Show. Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you for joining us for yet another week of amazing entertainment filled with truth. Hilarity and... No, we didn't have to live... Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were going for listing three things there. (laughs) But in this episode, we will be talking about the questions that you guys asked us. We'll be answering those questions, such as, what is heaven like? Or what will heaven be like? Uh Uh-huh, very interesting. When will Caleb grow his beard? Very interesting as well. And what are some of the struggles that you guys have in your marriage? Mm -hmm. Just a sneak peek at those questions. Another list of three. We will be telling the story of how my knee popped out my sophomore year during an exercise we were doing in soccer class. It's not too gross. We will continue to be inspirational. And finally, we will be talking about what we did this week. So, without further ado, let's get to the show. Yeehaw! You're listening to The Overflow Show, the podcast that follows our lives as a young married couple who love Jesus. We are Caleb and Katia Cox, and our goal is to inspire people like you to dream big, know God, and never settle for less. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Hello. So, last week, we asked you guys to submit some questions that you would like answered on the podcast, and we received quite a few questions, so we are going to start this episode by answering those questions one by one. So, here we go. Here we go. Okay, our first question is, who won the quote contest last week? And I believe Katya won, but that's based off of a few responses here and there. Our participation is fairly low for the quote (laughs) contest. So just so that everybody knows, it is a contest. We're here to win. We're not here to play around. If you liked one quote more than the other, we would love to hear about it. Vote for me. Vote for Pedro. Okay. Second question. When is Caleb going to grow his beard? Also, how do you keep Jesus at the center of your own lives and your marriage? So that's a two-part question. First of all, my beard is growing constantly. Um, He can't stop it. I'm currently growing it right now, yes. Um, but yeah, I shave it occasionally. I, I actually, (laughs) I was just trying to fix something on my beard with my trimmer and I took it, I just messed it up. I like touched my skin with it. So it shaved all of it off on a little spot. So I had to shave the whole beard off, but it's growing back at a rapid pace. So we should be back on track in no time. Mm Mm-hmm. And second part is, uh, how do you keep Jesus at the center of your own lives and your marriage? It's simple. Seek him daily. Yeah. 
well, the person who asked this question is he told us um, we talked to him last night actually. It's Katya's cousin Mace actually who asked this question and he said that he's been waking up every day and instead of like saying yes to Jesus weekly or saying yes to Jesus like every once in a while, he's been saying yes to Jesus like every morning when he wakes up. And I was like, whoa, like that's the key to everything. That's actually what I said. But it, if you wake up every day and just say yes to Jesus um, and commit in your mind that this day is not my own and I'm not just waking up for my own agenda or purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm just waking up for Jesus. And then it flows into every part of our lives and yeah. our marriage. That's how he stays the center because we give everything to him. On an individual level so that yeah. we can come together and have him at the center of our marriage too and our relationship. So. Mm-hmm. Like me and Katya this morning had quiet times in separate bedrooms because it's just a thing between us and Jesus and we can seek him together just as much as we can see as we seek him alone but it's important to be alone with him um and just yeah surrender mm-hmm. uh second third question how are you liking being temporary youth pastors we're loving it yeah the kids are great the kids are crazy. Um, <laughs> you were talking about it yesterday, Katya. Yeah. It's fun to build relationships with them. And just this last <sighs> week during worship at youth group, I was just kneeling down, praying over them because I like really sobered up about like we need to be super intentional because we don't have that long of a time with these kids. And this is like a really malleable part of their lives that we get to be a part of. And I think that's like a really big responsibility. And yeah, we want to take it seriously. And we really want to put a lot of, plant a lot of seeds in their lives of stuff maybe they haven't heard or haven't seen locked out. At least not by people who are, you know, like pretty close to their age, honestly. Uh-huh. So it's been an amazing amazing opportunity we're loving it yeah it's been really good uh they're pretty receptive some of them have their eyes locked on me the whole time i'm teaching and that's exciting because i know they're absorbing the golden nuggets and the truth that's Mm -hmm. in the message um yeah And I like challenging them with stuff that they've probably never really been told before. Um, Just challenging them with freedom as possible. And seeking Jesus doesn't have to be the harder thing because it's what we were created for. And why would it be harder? I don't know. Just why would it be harder to do what you were designed to do than to do what you were never designed to do? That Mm -hmm. doesn't really make sense. Um, fourth question are you guys saving up for any fun adventures this question makes me excited um, technically no we're not saving up for fun adventures um, technically we're investing for fun adventures <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what do I mean <laughs> yeah. I mean we have a chunk of money 
that we keep for reserve. Um, so we keep um, a few thousand dollars just for if a car breaks down or if we need to have an emergency, buy something, I don't know, just for emergencies. And then all the money on top of that, we don't want to save and just keep saving and keep saving. Um, the idea for us is to invest into things that are going to produce income um, so that then we can save those um, chunks of money from the income that was produced and pay for trips and stuff. But adventures. Yeah, that's like our goal. <laughs> Yeah. It's building up income to, you know, travel. Have, have one big adventure called life mm-hmm. on this <laughs> one big rock. Called Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking the other day, actually, because the businesses that we're starting are online. Um, that gives us freedom to travel. Yeah, so we were talking about maybe going to somewhere where it's cheap to live like Cambodia or Costa Rica Mm -hmm. and just staying there for a couple few months living somewhere cheap um hanging out with the local people and locking away having more time to just steal away and work on our businesses um so that's a possibility yeah a definite possibility but um God has laid Cambodia on our heart to travel to, and we don't know exactly when. Also, somewhere in the near future, we're going to be going to either Kona, Hawaii, or Germany to do a missions training school with YWAM, Um, and that'll be like five months long. Mm -hmm. So yes, definitely some fun adventures ahead. Right now, we're just locking away and trying to create some stuff that will be meaningful mm-hmm. so that we can do stuff like that and not um, just live solely off of support um, or people supporting us as a lot of missionaries do, which is awesome. Um, but we just want to build businesses as well. So mm-hmm. fifth question. Yeah. Thanks. Fifth question. What is the biggest area you've struggled with in your marriage? Well, we don't really see it like that as a struggle, you know? Yeah, well, it's a good question. Um, I think that the only problem with us, I guess, identifying with um, any struggles that we've had, which I can't say that we've had any real struggles, the only time we ever have actually struggled um are just little moments where one of us or both of us choose to be selfish or entitled and then it's like an argument but but that's just like whack because we don't think that that's cool or necessary Mm -hmm. so it never lasts or anything like that we've um well I'd say the biggest struggle if anything would maybe be waking up early which we're getting up over right now That's That's just a practical struggle because... um, It's all comfy in bed. Yeah, it's so much more comfy. Um, (laughs) As far as, like, internal struggle, um, which is what we were referring to, um, we don't feel like we'll learn a lot by, like, identifying a bunch of struggles. Um, 
that we maybe have been feeling or tempted with. We just like, we just relate with truth and we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and just focus on giving every day to him. Right. And then the struggles kind of disappear or lose their, um, yeah. they lose their like meaning basically. Because right. it's all just a lie if we're arguing about something or frustrated or whatever. We weren't created to live like that and it's not a natural part of marriage to argue with your spouse and to be at odds. It's natural to be one with them and to think the same way and to work as a team. And so, yeah, that's something big that we, that we talk about all the time is we're not created to argue and, or live in that. So. And when Kate says natural, she's not saying like, that's what most people do because it's, I guess it's culturally unnatural to not argue a lot with your spouse, but I think as far as, like she said, what God designed us for, why were we called to be one if it's natural to just argue a ton? Like, And if it is natural for you or if it seems natural, then it's just something to give to Jesus and mm-hmm. seek him on because He Jesus lived a different life than what's maybe normal for us to see. Um, but he's calling us to live that life. So he wouldn't call us to something that he wouldn't empower us to walk out as well. It's true. Because he's not calling us to do something on our own, in our own strength, because then we would fail. And then it's like he's just messing with us. He's calling us to do something that he wants to do for us through us. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's um, pretty awesome. He's calling us to something and then doing it for us <laughs> and then giving us the credit. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Okay, sixth question. That was a good question, though, and our final answer would have to be waking up early, which we're getting over right yeah. now. Today we woke up earlier. Earlier, yes. Um, we're shooting for in bed by 11, up at 6.30 or 7. Um, Just so we can be productive, especially since our work days at Walmart have been starting at 1. Yeah. The eight-hour shifts, and it's like... 24 just, hours in a day. you got to make time outside of the job, or these businesses will never start. And then we'll have to keep working at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Um, sixth question. Who is Joe? Well, I don't know where this question came from or why exactly, but Joe is many people. Um, there's different <laughs> people named Joe, and we're not entirely sure what you mean. I can think of only one Joe. You know Joe? Joe Patello. Uh. And he's just a friend that was in YWAM. His parents are in YWAM and lead with my parents. But I, as far as that question goes, we're sorry. We don't know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Maybe you could elaborate. But Good luck finding Joe. Yes. Yeah, seventh question. What will heaven be like? Ooh. <laughs> this is a cool question. Um, I... I'm excited to talk (laughs) about this because I think that a lot of people um, have their picture of heaven, you know, like some people like my grandpa um, who isn't saved, he has that whole image of like, we're going to be floating on clouds, I don't know, like sipping alcohol or something weird. (laughs) And then some people have a view of like what the Bible says, like heaven's just going to be like streets of gold and... Um, some people view it as 
maybe one of the images that's been painted by someone who's um, said that they visited heaven. Um, but I think most of us, it's like a complete mystery. Or a lot of people, they're like, I just have no idea. I just know it's going to be crazy. And that's kind of where I am as far as heaven goes. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible does describe um, New Jerusalem, which is like a city with streets of gold and 12 gates. And it's like each gate leading into the city is a stone cut. It's like a gemstone. It's a single stone made up the whole gate. And there's it talks about a whole city and describes it. Um, and it, it describes the size of the city. And a lot of people, they hear streets of gold and stuff like that. They're like, oh, that's talking about heaven. But in Revelations... Um, John is actually writing about a city that's going to be on earth. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on the new earth or what, but it's describing a city on earth. It's actually not describing heaven. So when you hear like streets of gold, all that, everyone's like, that's what heaven's going to be like. Um, It's actually describing a city that God's going to make on earth. So that's crazy. That is crazy. I don't know if you guys knew that. I know some of you probably did, but... But I think that's wild when I realize that, because the Bible's specific about when we die, like after this earth, it's not just heaven forever. God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. So a new earth, like, can you guys imagine? Like, it might be a little bit more similar to this than what we're thinking um, as far as living on the earth and maybe buying food, eating food, like all this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it might be a bit closer to home, but just exactly how it was supposed to be. So that's so exciting to me. But Katya has a scripture pulled up. I do. I was reading in Philippians this morning and it actually talked about heaven a little bit. So I figured I would share it. It's Philippians 3.20 and it says, For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of His glory by the exertion of the power that He has, even to subject all things to Himself. So I thought that was pretty cool, because it was talking about just being transformed into His glory from our humble human state, and we are citizens of heaven. I wonder if that, is that talking about like what He's gonna do? like on earth like as we know him for our citizenship is in heaven that's who good who will transform the body will. of our humble but i just wonder i don't know i might name i want to look at that because that's pretty amazing um yeah that's good do you have anything else to say about heaven no it's good well it's gonna be good <laughs> Whoever I'm asked excited. that question, I hope you got a good response. Yes. And hey, I hope you I learned a little bit. I actually do have something to say yeah. about it. This is something, actually, that I mentioned to her. My friend Allie, who asked this question, um, she we were just talking about how exciting it is to think about like heaven and all of that. And I just kind of brought up the point that it makes me excited to know Jesus more daily. Like, wake up and know him every day and walk with him every day. Because why would we want to spend eternity with someone that we have no idea who they are? Someone that we don't know. So I think that's just a point. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Like, a lot of people think that I know I always thought that 
I'm just going to be terrible on earth like I've always been. And then when I get to heaven, something's going to snap and I'm just going to like know God and I'm going to be completely like sinless. And it's just going to be weird because it's like, am I even the same person? Um, I just thought something would snap and then everything's perfect. But I feel like God's given us an opportunity to be made into that image closer and closer and closer to what we'll be like in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's not just expecting us to like be wild and like whoever we think we have to be here and then get to heaven and he's just like, oh, I'll fix everything, which I don't know. He probably will as far as people who go to heaven and he gives grace to give revelation. But I just think like we could have the revelation now that our mindset doesn't have to be like, whoa, like so different in heaven. Like we can be given a heavenly mindset now so that when we go to heaven, when we pass away and be with Jesus, our mindset can be in the right place. Like he doesn't have to shift a ton or I just think that we can have more now on earth than we believe. Mm. And I think a lot of people are excited to be in heaven and it causes them to like dread being here on earth and they just hope to be in heaven someday. I think that's kind of a false hope. Um, I think God didn't intend on us to have our only hope be in that we're going to escape someday. But our hope is in Jesus and we can have him on the earth. We can have Holy Spirit dwelling in us on the earth. So I'm excited to be on the earth and grow in Jesus, Mm -hmm. grow up into him in all things every day. I'm excited for that just as much as I'm excited to be in heaven someday. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Plus, think of how much, how many lost people you can impact here on earth. And when we get to heaven, we can't really impact people who are lost. Nope. Like, we have a chance now to do something that we won't have a chance to do in heaven, mm-hmm. which is exciting. So, that concludes our Q&A for yes. this week. We hope you guys found value um, in the answers. Yeah. And we hope you found value in the questions, the ones who didn't ask any questions. And we're going to be doing this every week, maybe not for the entirety of the podcast, because no. I know that questions get repetitive and people ask the same questions. But for the little future of however long this segment lasts, we want you guys to ask questions this week that are going to be on the next podcast. And we would love to take good questions, any questions, mm-hmm. and just answer them. Yeah. Uh, and it can be questions about your daily life. It can be practical, spiritual questions, anything. Throw yeah. it at us. And if we don't know, we'll tell you that we don't know the answer. <laughs> but we'll do our best. Yeah. So advice, opinions, Yeah. Jesus, our lives, your lives, anything. Yes. Ask us questions because we love to answer them. Yes. And because we love you and we love <laughs> doing this podcast yeah. just for you, the you listener. Do. So story time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to tell a story that might be hard for some of you to hear. I'll dumb it down so that it's not like it's a little bit gross, not that gross. It's just um I was in my sophomore year of high school and this story is about the time that I blew my knee out. Um so most of you think when you hear that I say that like my knee popped out or I blew my knee out that it was during some hardcore, like, soccer game or, like, me going in on some crazy, like, 
thing and I collide knees with someone and my knee blew out or something. But no, that's not how it happened. <laughs> it actually happened when we were doing stretches in the green room um, at our high school, Lindale High School. Um, we were doing a circuit, which is just where they set up a bunch of drills indoor. And basically it's just for cardio uh, and just like a exercise, I don't know, to build our endurance, but it, it's not like any anything where you should blow a knee out. <laughs> and we were doing this specific drill over the hurdles that they lowered, and we're just basically doing like hip flexor stretches, which is where you just like put one leg over, but you're kind of on a rhythm, and you put the other leg over and then put it over the next one, and it's just a stretch for your hip flexors. And somehow... God knows how <laughs> I put my left leg over and I just like put like land on my left foot like a normal person and my knee just I look down and my knee is just like out it's like <laughs> to the left and it was so painful I just like grab my knee and I'm like coach coach my knee popped out but I like as I'm saying that I turn and just like fall flat on my back. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> and just I'm like holding like my knee because I don't know what's happening. I had no idea that my knee popped out actually. What I thought had happened because it was so painful was I thought that somehow I had landed and my shin bone had gone out like it had broken and like disconnected and gone to the left like my whole bottom half of my leg that's what I thought had Scary. happened so I'm just like in shock and I'm just like everyone <laughs> says I handled it well that was there but I was just like freaking out in my head and I was like just in a lot of pain I couldn't think that much to like I didn't scream or anything but um <laughs> so the trainer comes and uh coach is like covering my knee and he's, like, holding my hand, and he's just, like, he's, like, it's going to be okay or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I remember telling my mom after the whole thing happened, actually, I was, like, Mom, I don't know what, but I just, I love Coach. I was so glad that he was there for me. Like, I just <laughs> felt, and I was just so, like, soft-hearted towards Coach after that. I was, like, Ugh. I was, like, he just helped me when no one else could. <laughs> but the trainer came, and he was, like, he was like, all right, I'm going to set it, and then it's going to feel a lot better. And so I thought he was just going to, like, yank on the bottom half of my leg and, like, pull it back into place. But really, it was just my kneecap that was blown out. Um, and all he did was straighten my leg and push the kneecap a little bit, and it went right back into place. And I just felt like I could pass out right there, just, like, the relief of from the pain and stuff. It still hurt a ton. It was uncomfortable. But the relief was insane. Like, I realized how much I was sweating and how in shock I was. So I was, like, everything was tense in my body. So I finally just, like, relaxed. And then my mom came, picked me up, took me to the hospital. They, like, wrapped my leg in this, like, full leg brace. And she took me to just the doctor. And they checked it out. And the doctor said that it was a fluke and that I'm not like prone to my knees popping out I don't know like <laughs> like some people thing. are and he said I just needed to build muscle which I need to do I haven't worked on enough but I need to build muscle on the inside of my leg because that's what holds the kneecap in place 
Anyways. And it would be good if it didn't pop out again. Yeah, it won't. Not again. It has Never popped out again. since then, but only for like an instant and gone back in, which is so painful still. But my soccer guys have witnessed that. <laughs> so that's my story. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned from it. Oh my goodness. Don't do cardio exercises <laughs> or your knee might everything. pop out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, keep exercising. Y'all are fine. Um, We're going to live. We're going to live. What and did we, we do this week? We're talk about that. Um, this week was a good week. It didn't rain very much. Nice weather. Oh, yes. Today is so nice. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed today, to be 74 degrees. Yeah. Today's an extra day. Today's February 29th. Oh, a happy leap year. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. And yesterday, February 28th, was Caleb and mine. Our, our, <laughs> our was our two month anniversary of being married. Boo, 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 boo. So we are so married now, totally married. Yeah, that's what I said last night. <laughs> Katya told me that it was our two month anniversary, and I was just like, <gasps> and we're not big on like I don't know. She's not like I can't believe you forgot because she didn't remember until we, we were, were going in to bed, bed. <laughs> and then I was just like. I could not calm down. Like, we were trying to go to bed, and I was just, like, freaking out and jumping all over the place. He was a little warm. I was... Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did we do this week? Uh, we worked. Ooh. We did something that's kind of exciting. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> we called in. <laughs> we both called in to Walmart on Thursday. We were going on a walk, and we were just talking about our plan, and we were talking about the podcast and, like, our businesses and stuff, and we are just like, we need to work on stuff. And um, we get back to the house, and it's, like, three minutes from needing to leave. And I was like, Katya, why don't we just call in sick? Not sick. We didn't call in sick, but we, we called lie to in. Him. <laughs> um why don't we call in today and take today and just be productive and Super spend the productive. whole day working on stuff and cleaning the house? And she was like, okay. And yeah. so we just did it. Like three minutes before we were going to leave, we were just like, oh, we're not going to work today. But we didn't do that so we could stay home and play Xbox and, and lay down and take a six-hour nap. We did that so that we could be productive and so that we could get a little taste of what it would be like to have a whole day free and just to work and that was exciting yes and i that was like oh, it i was so good because the house really needed to be clean too yeah i've got to vacuum <laughs> oh yeah that was awesome finally but i'm just thinking like the taste of that i was like i'm like ready to not be on someone else's schedule like yeah. walmart in a sense like i'm ready to be our own schedule because I know that we can be productive because we were really productive and it was fun. Yeah. Like we were working on the stuff that we want to work on that's going to grow us. Like eight hour shift at Walmart, it's good. We can make the most of it, but it doesn't necessarily grow us at this point. Mm-hmm. Katya has been there for eight months. I've yeah. been there for four months because I did a semester at school and I didn't work at Walmart when I did that. Um, but... Yes, so we're just ready. It's crazy. I guess some people don't really think about it. Like, 
what are you going to be productive doing outside of work or outside of school just because most people aren't planning to planning to start businesses most people that's like all they have and all they see like their job is like their lifeline and they're like well just like when we were all going to school it's like what do you do outside of school it's like try and have fun play xbox like yeah it's just like school, school is time, the whole day and then when you have free time it's like oh relax time chill time because school's all you have yeah but now it's like like last night i sorry matthew and james but i turned down hanging out with my two close friends um i actually forgot to text them and tell them i wasn't going to hang out oh. but Bummer. beside the point like we are trying to go to bed at 11 trying to wake up at 6 30 or 7 and i my whole life is just like if i have an opportunity to hang out with my friends i'll do it i'll sacrifice sleep and stuff and i'll do that occasionally but i was just like oh i told him i was basically like yeah i'd love to come over and then i was thinking about it i was like if i'm going over there at 11 30 like I can't go to sleep at 11, and I was just like, man, like, we're just starting to make a schedule and change it, and, like, we're just starting to commit to something that's really meaningful as far as schedule goes and making the most of our time outside of work goes, so it wouldn't really work at the very beginning like this to do something like that, and so I decided not to, and... Basically, what we're saying is most people, all they have is their job or all they have is school. But I just think that we're created to do more than that, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm so excited. Like, just the taste of that, I'm just like, give me more. Give me more free days to work on what we're supposed to work on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, that's what the most exciting thing we did this week other than this podcast, which is always exciting to do, to make, to create, yes, to give to birth speech. to, um, to speak into existence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess we're just going to hop into the quote of the week. Yeah, sure. Yeah? Okay. So, Katya, Me. what is your quote? <laughs> do you have it? Yeah, I have a quote. My quote's another Pinterest quote, and it doesn't have an author. It's more like a statement, I guess. So, my quote is, it is okay to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that, Kill? I think that it's okay. <laughs> I think it's a good quote. Yeah, I okay. think it's really, I think it's pretty inspiring to think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times, That's there's true. not one right way of doing things. There's just one socially acceptable way of doing things. Yeah. And yeah, like, inside of school wow. and, I don't know, like, with what you're doing, Caleb, not going to college, but starting your own business without a business degree, without anything but time and money that you've invested into yourself and learning, people would see that as a way of doing things differently. Yeah. And it's going to be just as effective, if not more effective. Much more effective, I think. Yeah. Not bragging or anything, but (laughs) I think that technically I have like a six-year head start to all the people who are going and getting a four-year business degree. And honestly, a lot of people... Like, 
if you're studying for a business degree, like this isn't shaming you at all. Um, but I think that a lot of the information is somewhat is pretty outdated and pretty traditional and doesn't take enough into account the internet and branding and how that's changed business in every way. There's so much free information out there now. It's crazy. And yeah, there's free information and there's information that you can purchase. Which from people is, who are doing it. W- from people who are doing it that costs way less than a whole degree, which is what I've done. Um, like, which is like I tell people that I've spent thousands of dollars on learning business and learning investing and stuff. And, and they're like, they think that's crazy. And I'm just like, but are you guys going to go and spend 10000 a semester, 5000 20000 a semester, and learn stuff that you don't want to be in every class that you're going to. You're kind of just going by and you're like, eh, like you don't see the point in every day and you don't have a specific vision and goal and you're just kind of like, I want to... Most people will get a business degree because they want to work for some corporate company, which is fine if you want to get a good job, but like, I don't want to really just have a good job. I want to be a business owner and create something that's lasting and that will pay me forever and that will impact people. And that will impact people. That will change people's lives and be so effective and relevant. Um, and yeah, so that's, I think it's crazy that people are spending $50,000 on a four-year degree and they're not even getting started during that. They don't feel like they're qualified to start a business or anything like that till they're done. I just think that's a little bit crazy. I mean, a lot of qualification comes from hands-on experience. And relationships and connections yeah but hands-on experience is the number one like people want to see that you've experienced what they haven't yet and that you've gone through it and have learned something or that you've paid a ton of money to learn something that they're gonna get for like a lot less and just something that's actually worth their time you know Mm -hmm. Um, because our time's really valuable like we can spend money and it'll be back, and we could waste money, which most people do every month, and it'll be back, but time, you can't really get that back, so making the most of it is really important to me, and that's why I see a four to six year advantage as a head start. Definitely. So yeah, um, but we were... So it's okay. It's okay to do stuff different. (laughs) I think that's amazing, because doing something different has often been frowned upon, And some of the most amazing, some of the greatest people who've ever lived. Did something different. They literally, they were completely scolded and frowned upon for doing something different and they changed everything. That's really encouraging, motivating, and exciting to me. Jesus did things way different and he was killed for it. And look at the world now. He's changed everything. Yeah. That's that's the only example we need to give. That's pretty Basically, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So just like don't be afraid to do things different. Um in fact, it is encouraged. Yes. Also, part of my business, like my book is part of the start of my business. I'm just letting you guys in on it before it's actually like out in the open. I need to finish the last chapter and then go through and have a couple of people read it and make sure that it's like good. Um and then once that drops, I'm, I'm going to be starting a community, um, probably a Facebook group, but 
some sorry i got the sniffles a little bit um <laughs> starting a facebook group um starting a community and a movement i want to start a movement for us to take the most make the most of our first five or ten years outside of high school or college um and i was thinking about it this morning i was like katia said or i said i what the heck am i going to call the group like what am i going to call the movement the group because it's really important and i was thinking about some different names and i was like i, I don't know and it's not going to be overflow because this is our brand overflow um but i was thinking maybe be called like the intentional ones or something like that um just, I don't know, mm-hmm. something to encompass that we're making the most of these few short years that we have that are like pivotal points as far as what will setting be up your future, setting up the next 40 years or whatever, like setting up your, your life and setting up what your family dynamic looks like. Like it is, we think that like money's not a big deal and it's true. Money's not a big deal, but wealth and like freedom of time that changes everything because like if you knew that what you did now determined whether you're gonna be away from your family for 40 hours every week or whether you're gonna be um with your family but have to work for like 10 15 hours a week and have more money than if you were away for 40 hours a week that's Mm, crazy yeah what would you choose (laughs) what would you choose it's pretty obvious to me and i think it's obvious to a lot of you listening and to a lot of different people and that's why I think a lot of people will choose to join this movement. And um, basically, if you get the book, you can join the movement. If you stumbled across the Facebook group and you were like, this sounds amazing, I'm going to let them join the mu- movement. Anyone who wants, who determines to like, be intentional. And you're not signing up for some five-year program. <laughs> you're just signing up to join a community of people to encourage each mm-hmm. other to be so intentional um, that's focused on building wealth and doing things that are yeah. to set us up financially, mm-hmm. to live the lives that we were created to live, to be with our families, to travel, to do all this stuff and not be working 40 hours a week and stuff. Yeah. So. So what's your quote, Caleb? My quote. Mm-hmm. Do you have a quote? Yeah. My quote is actually in my book. Um, so. So quote Caleb Cox. No, it's not from me. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, uh, you memorized it? yeah, I know it. I was just wondering whether I should say the person who said it and then say the quote or say the quote. First. Oh my <laughs> so I'll just say the quote. Most people underestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in five or 10 years. Mm. And that's kind of what the book is built off of that quote, but who said that? it's a quote by Tony Robbins and he's just a really famous wealthy motivational speaker but he has a ton of businesses and he's got a book that's called money master the game where he interviewed like the wealthiest billionaires and people in the world or in america and he like wrote down like their keys to success and all that stuff but anyways that quote was really cool to me and i think a lot of us are quick to be driven by what's going to benefit me in two months or what's going to benefit me uh, right now. What can I get out of this? Like, if I work really hard, can I have everything I ever wanted this year? And it's like, 
yes, you can have more than you would have expected. But like he's saying that like most people overestimate what they can do in a year because everyone's reading these get rich quick stuff and everyone's like on this hype train of like, oh my gosh, you can be super wealthy and put in one hour of work and <laughs> just get this fake system or whatever. And not all the systems are fake because there's another quote that I heard this. Um, this guy said that the only way to get rich is quick because life is too short to get rich slowly. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, in perspective, it is get rich quick if you're getting wealthy in five to ten years. And the wealth that I'm talking about isn't like a bunch of sports cars and all this stuff, but the wealth that I'm talking about is like income, basically, uh, something that's bringing in money that's more than you could get at any normal job or get at a, most jobs and Anyways, most people underestimate what they can do in one year, or they overestimate. Let me start over. Most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 or 20 years. Cool. Yeah. And my quote was, it's okay to do things differently. So. Man, they go hand in hand. Take your vote. But yeah, don't be living to satisfy the temporal don't be, um, don't live for self-gratification because it'll ruin you. And I think this whole, like, working at a day job every day, like, five days a week for 20 years, I think that that, that whole system encourages temporal gratification because you're not working towards anything and you're not growing. I don't know. I just don't like the idea of that. And anyways, vote for Pedro. Yeah. No, Once again. <laughs> but let us know, guys. Uh, maybe up the participation if you like uh, the quote thing um, to vote for either Katya or me. You can let us know in our DMs. Um, slide into our DMs. Caleb's Instagram handle is Caleb Cox twenty three, and Katya's Instagram handle is Katya dot Cox C A T I A dot C O X. Exactly. Follow us. Slide in. On Instagram, if you're not following us already. And we love you guys so much. We thank you for setting aside this time every week to get to this and just to listen yeah. and be encouraged. It's and pretty cool. We think that this is still exciting. Third yeah. week in, and we're still excited. It's getting better and better, and it will continue to get better. Mm-hmm. And we're so excited to take you guys on this journey and for you to join the Overflow Society. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Overflow Movement and what we're trying to do with that. And we pray that you guys would be intentional with your day today and be intentional with the people in your lives. And we hope that you guys come back next week and give us a listen. Thank you for all that you do to help this beautiful earth and help the people on it. (laughs) Okay. We love you guys. Thank you. Signing off. Signing off. Good night. Love.